welcome to stat i'm telling you all medical true crime stories and it gets bizarre karen wickiam yeah she used to work in er and now she's sharing the knowledge so let's get involved hey funny and scary at the same time medical mysteries all facts she ain't lying <laughs> so tune in the stat if you dare because crazy things can happen anytime anywhere <laughs> yeah Hello, 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 everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Stat, Shocking Traumas and Treatments. And I am your host, Karen Wickiam, but I'm not alone. From afar. No, because from afar, here's Erica Spadafora. And she's in the schwa. Triggity. Unfortunately, things have gotten worse here in Canada. Um, they have. Our yeah. numbers are up to 1,042 today. Now... I know that's the daily death rate in the States right now. <laughs> that's our, that's our, you know, that our death rate was seven. Today. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be a dick, but so for I, the reason why I said that is because it probably sounds ridiculously low, but uh, for us, that's, it's high. That's very high. And we're going into shutdown again. So Eric and I are back to the remote uh, recording and we've both been kind of busy with stuff. So we haven't forgot about you. We have not, and we miss you, and trust us, we miss each other. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. Gracie's crying right now because she's like, where the fuck's Karen? Mary's under the bed. Is she? I knew it. Mary, I miss you too. She's not Hi, here. Mary. She's not here. Yeah, she's, she's got to be Can you high. imagine she just like, she grabbed the sides of the bed and just like pulled herself out and was like, hello. Like Miss Dexar, <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> Let herself back down. I, I yeah, would... and then just pulled herself back under. Yeah. Can I tell you what I watched last night? And it creeped me out. This is totally off topic. What? Haunting in Connecticut. Remember that? I've almost watched it. Is it worth it? Uh, totally worth it. Okay. I'm going to have to watch it then. And I don't even want to tell you anything because it's so good. But it's, remember, it takes place in the 90s. Well, it was filmed, I think it was filmed in the 90s or early 2000s. And then, no, it's from 2007, I think. Okay. And But it takes place in the 80s. And it's okay. based on a true story. Okay, I'm gonna check it out for sure. Yeah, it's really good. So um, you definitely have to check it out. Nothing to do with COVID, but it's a good COVID watch. Okay, well, you know what? It's good to talk about other things other than COVID, because <laughs> it's a it bloody looks... it's a bloody cess cesspool here right now. So um, let's talk about something else. We can maybe touch in on that after, but let's talk about something else that uh, that makes us crazy. <laughs> Yes, let's. I'm very excited about this topic. Let's talk about conversion therapy. Because... Karen? Yeah. I think you and I should, like, try and find a camp in the States for the summer, like a conversion therapy camp, and just, like, sign up for it. Just say, like, we don't want to be gay anymore and whatever. And, oh, yeah. And, and try and just it? fucking blow it up, like... Infiltrate it. Not... Yeah, infiltrate it. Like, not blow it up like... A, I know. You know I'm not <laughs> not you know with a I bomb meant. or anything. Like, yeah. go in and just... Um, well, we can do, I mean, I'm sure there's some camps here in Canada too. I hope not because it's illegal here, but I'm sure there is. We we do, we should do some like insider research, like go in and just be like ourselves and yeah. then totally like blow it wide open. Totally I, I think we should start an orgy while we're there. <laughs> um, I agree. Can actually, you imagine so... they come in and like every person's like just going at it and um, they'd be like, oh, Lord. What and we're happened? standing there with our arms crossed like, mm -hmm, we did it. <laughs> that was us. Like a boss. We'll like, we'll, we'll point at each other and just have a stupid yeah. grin on our face like, mm-hmm. I'm totally down with and that. And then we'll be like, we know you wanna. <laughs> and then they'll be like, we're in. We're in. Let's pretend. Now that, that would be Jesus. cool. <laughs> Orgies for Jesus. 
Sorry, his name's Jesus. Jesus. He's the birth leader. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about conversion therapy. For those who don't know, but I'm sure everybody knows, it's basically let's try to turn gay people straight. And it's done in the most abusive way you can imagine. And it all comes down to it uh, in the name of God. Because conversion therapy really doesn't exist outside of church church doings you know what church doings it's true so it's all based on uh faith-based and you know oh what what do they say well the bible says adam and eve not adam and steve i mean come on that's just so ridiculous and they you see the people that say that they have this proud look on their face and it's like and you should see though how much fun adam and steve have have with each other yeah like it's the shenanigans are just endless they are endless. Let's make a movie about Adam and Steve. Adam and Steve. Um, so let's go into the history of it. Because I'm feeling like I'm ready to... I'm coming in hot. So let me just... Okay, but you got to say it's the coming in hot. 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 Okay, 1899, there was a German... So this is where it all... They figured that it all started. He was the father of conversion therapy. 1899, German psychiatrist by the name of Albert von Schrenknotzen. And um, he... <laughs> sorry, I probably said it wrong. Okay, um, Schrenknotzen. Yeah, he made a bold claim that uh, he could turn a gay person, a gay man straight by using hypnosis. And apparently he was successful with this one man uh, and only took 45 uh, hypnosis sessions and a few trips to the bo- brothel. And uh, I mean, how doesn't it? That, yeah. That's amazing. And so he said he manipulated the man's sexual impulses, diverting them from interest in men to a lasting desire for women. So so there's that dude. Um, but, you know, so there he started this whole um, pseudoscientific cure for... Um, being gay which i love like we need to be cured yes of course we do and uh it's like i don't know i mean i'm still certain that there's people out there that think that we do need to be cured and i mean maybe not so much here in canada maybe i'm wrong maybe i could totally be wrong but no i think there's still a lot of people here that think that we need to be cured um uh, yeah you know um you it's probably a little bit safer here and a little less often that you know they're like you said the conversion therapies but i mean there's still people being stoned and murdered uh um in other countries um and u.s here in north america it's worldwide just in some countries it's worse than others but it's still happening um so homosexuality special homosexuality especially same-sex relationships between men were considered deviant and sinful and even criminal for centuries um, in the late 19th century, psychiatrists and doctors began to address homosexuality too. And they labeled same-sex desire in medical terms. And they were looking for ways to undo it. So there was this other dude. He was Austrian by the name of Eugene Steinek. He was an endocrinologist. And he believed that homosexuality was rooted in a man's testicles. I agree. So how do you cure that? With a testicle, yeah, with testicle transplantation. He started off with goat's testicles, and when they didn't work, and how do you know the goat's heterosexual? Like, do you watch them for a while? Yeah, if it's a homosexual goat named Gary. Yeah, and... (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, 
Hey, 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 girl, hey. <laughs> hey there, beautiful. <laughs> and so, um, and after that, he they went on to uh, heterosexual testicles from other men. Now, I like to know how that conversation goes down. He it goes down like, "Hey, I'm looking for a pair of heterosexual uh, balls." And this guy oh, goes, "Oh, I got a pair." Yeah, he's like, "I, I can spare one." How much? Got gotcha, you, fam. Say no more. Got you. I got you. I got two. Take one. Here you go. Um, so, without well, question, if in fact that testicle got someone pregnant, is that the gay testicle or straight testicle? Well, that's the thing. Okay, that just blew my mind a do little gay, bit. Do gay testicles make gay babies? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. You know what? There is proof that gay people make gay babies by, you know, my heterosexual son who is, um, <laughs> has the best girlfriend in the world is absolute proof that I, he was raised by two women and he is absolutely heterosexual. heterosexual. <laughs> um, okay. So other people theorize that, um, like Sigmund Freud, you know, cause he was such a normal, intelligent guy. Well, I mean, he was a smart guy, but he was one messed up dude that uh, human beings are born innately bisexual and that homosexual people become gay because of their conditioning. So, Oh, that's it. Yeah. So Freud emphasized that homosexuality wasn't a disease per se. Um, but some of the people of his colleagues at that time, his contemporaries disagreed and they were looking for ways to cure gay people. So some of the ways they would do it would be electroconvulsive therapy. So let's just, you know, let's just uh, fry their brains. And then they would take sometimes those electricity and put little, um, clamps on their genitalia. And if the person became aroused, why are you laughing? I'm just like, can you imagine? No. All I'm picturing is you taking out like this little tiny battery, like this, like a little car battery, but it's like miniature. <laughs> yeah. With like little tiny like Clips. connectors. Yeah. And put it, connecting it to somebody's genitalia and. Zap, zap. So if they got aroused, it, they would zap them. That's awesome. Or, I mean, no, that's not awesome. But yeah, it's... but they would show them like the pictures. Like, so if they show them men and they got aroused, zap. And if, you know. I don't know. Like they really thought that that's going to work, but I guess they did. So, uh, uh, and then they, so they pioneered, uh, this guy, Robert Galbraith Heath, a psychiatrist in New Orleans who pioneered the technique and used this form of brain stimulation along with a hired prostitutes or heterosexual pornography to charge the sexual orient to change the sexual orientation of men. So they zapped him when they got aroused and I guess they zapped him when they didn't. I don't know. So they thought this would turn a gay man straight. It did not work. I can see how it couldn't work. And then we go to aversion therapy. Uh, mm -hmm. was on the premise that LGBTQ people become disgusted by homosexuality. And they will, no, yeah, they will no longer experience same-sex desire. And under medical supervision, they were given chemicals that made them vomit when they saw photos of their lovers. So you can imagine... Every time you looked at your wife, you vomited. Like, how can you be more cruel? I mean, I guess you that's could be more disgusting. cruel. Well, yeah, you could. But that's just absolutely, it's, you know what? I just want to say, how do you cure straight? Like, you can't. You can't cure. There's no cure. You either are or you're not. Trust me, I'm sure there's times where we thought we could. 
Karen. So others were given electrical shocks. Karen. What? Right? Um, I plead the fifth. Um, exactly. Others were given electrical shocks. Sometimes, okay, yeah, we already talked about the shocks in their genitals. So, um, so they said that they had like 50% cure rates. Now, here's what I think. You're going to get your junk volted until you say you're straight. I'm thinking they're going to say they're straight oh, a lot of the time. If I'm getting shocked, I'm yeah. straight as an arrow. Uh, yeah, and then you get out of there and you just carry on with your business. Because, like, I mean, this is just absolutely... its it, We're laughing, but this is, this is fucked. It is fucked. I agree. So LGBTQ people had, a lo- had long protested these cruel and scientifically dubious forms of treatment... But the concept of that uh, homosexuality was a disease was accepted by the majority of the medical establishment. Um, And it was in the um, American Psychiatric Association called it a psychiatric disorder. But in the 1960s and 70s, as vocal gay rights movement took to the streets to demand equality, um, the profession began to turn back its concept on it. And in 1973, the American Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is like the Bible to psychiatrists. Well, I want to talk about for a second, there's a, there's a movie kind of uh, based off of a conversion therapy, like a camp. It's called But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, you need to watch it. So it's called But I'm a Cheerleader. Okay. Um, it's like it's a, a, couple, a documentary? Uh, no, actually, it's got RuPaul in it. It's got, um, I don't remember, like, I- I'm going to look it up here so I can uh, tell well, you what it is. So an amazing movie talking. that just came out was called Boy Erased. And yes. uh, that was absolutely incredible. And it was based on the um, the conversion therapy called uh, Love in Action International, where they would send uh, uh, young men in to for conversion therapy and it was just uh it was an amazing movie um and i was highly recommending watching it uh so they you know they would go in and they were to leave behind their homosexual behavior and basically they were verbally mentally abused and physically abused and uh i don't think it cured anyone i think it, it scared people no and that's the thing uh you know give this movie a watch it's natasha leone okay and uh i think it's Clea Duval, uh-huh. RuPaul, uh, Eddie Cy, is it Cybrant, the one who's married to, uh, what's her name, um, the country singer? Oh, I don't know. Uh, blah, 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 I can't remember her name. And Michelle Williams. Okay. So, But I'm a cheerleader. Gotta it, so, okay, yeah, we got to watch that. So they basically, um, Natasha Leone comes out and uh, her parents sent her to a conversion camp. And RuPaul is the... Uh, camp director okay so watch that one and then watch boy erased if you haven't already um it stars a nicole kidman and joel edgerton and a whole other amazing cast of of people so it sounds like these are two good movies to watch that um yeah and it's funny and it's it's actually a good movie um if you have time to watch it today i'd watch it um karen did i just hear a jingle bells in the background Is, is santa is santa at your house or no, I have this app that helps me remind to take my medication. <laughs> so, do you want to uh, pause? No, it's so okay. No, no, it's just it's just Lyrica. It's for my for my nerves, my my nerves and my knee. 
So it's okay. Her nerves in her knee. Yeah, it just helps with the nerve pain in my knee. Um, so yeah, now everybody knows that I take Lyrica at two. <laughs> well, they don't know what time it is actually. Two o'clock Canadian time. Two o'clock Canadian Karen time. Takes her well, Canadian Lyrica. time, <laughs> Toronto time. No, that's Toronto time. Sorry. That was my fault. It's, all, it's, it's always time. maple syrup time in Canada. <laughs> it's always maple syrup time. That's what time it is. Okay, mm, so... Maple syrup. So, I'm sure you've heard of Stonewall, um, the yep. bar in um, Greenwich Village in New York, where um, a lot of gay men went to just be themselves and, and enjoy life. And so there was a lot of uh, abuse that took place and uh, um, arrests and all that stuff that happened around that bar in that part of uh, New York. They started a fire in that bar. Yeah. And, and so people the, died. And the people were just like, that's enough. And there was a riot. Yeah. And they were just like, we're not taking this shit anymore. And uh, the Stonewall riots led to, like, what is our, our gay rights now? Yeah, absolutely. I can't yeah. imagine being, like, gay in the in the you know, sixties, I mean, further back, but you know, okay. So that's, that was a, a, a big important time in, in history of, of gay rights, um, was, was pushing back. So, I mean, just to sum up everything we said, there's cruel, cruel, abusive, torturous treatments that gay people had to go through, um, to be cured. And, uh, so, you know, it, you move forward to conversion therapy, which is your next step forward from all the psychiatric treatment. Now we're, we're, you know, of course, the religion had been involved the whole time because you know it's unnatural but well uh, and that's where that well yeah because that's where the whole thing stems from right it's it's because they have these conversion camps and all this stuff because of religion they wouldn't have them anywhere else if it wasn't for religion you know what i mean so well, and yeah and, and so I'm, I'm you know there's a, a plenty of religious people that are very loving and uh supportive oh, a huge amount but uh, huge. but all the the other stuff boils down to the ignorance the hatred because it that's what it comes down to because if you really yeah. followed whatever you know your your uh, religious or spirituality should always be based in love not not this this hatred so we'll move forward to conversion therapy that it really started to become a big thing in the 80s and um, and into the 90s where churches would run groups, either a day thing where, um, you know, uh, it was mostly men or young men, like we're talking yep. teenagers into young adult, were brought into you know, church base, basements on weekends or, you know, for classes to help teach them. And then all the way through to where they would go to these camps and live there for however long it took until they were cured. And, you know, they were, I mean, there's a lot of suicide as well um, surrounding all of these things that happened. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine somebody telling you that you have to be somebody else and, I mean, and the the whole have, shame, like if your family's already like won't accept you, like no one accepts you. And then you're brought, brought to a place where you're told, because if you've come from a religious family, then likely you have your strong religious beliefs. So you believe now, not only does my family not like or hate me or hate this or doesn't accept it and, you know, peripheral family, but God hates me too. Yeah. So I'm not a religious person. But I can't, so I can't imagine what that would feel like. But sometimes people's spirituality are the one thing that will keep them going. Yeah. And you're told now that one thing that could keep you going hates you too. 
um, or you're disappointing that person too, but they get screamed at, they get beaten, they get um, tortured. Oh, horrible, horrible things happen. Yeah, and it has led to quite a few suicides, uh, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, um, you name it. And it, it, it can't it can't change what who you are. I, I think the only thing that can happen is that they pretend, move away, commit suicide, or have, you know, PTSD and stuff. Like, what good can come out of it? Zero. <clears throat> none of it. None. And uh, there are these groups um, you'll see. Okay, so in the same, going back to the movie, but I'm a cheerleader. So there was this basically this um, group that helped these these young people um, leave uh, yeah. the conversion camps. And um, so when you look it up, there were actually these groups of people that would uh, break into conversion camps and help um, try and help the people that were there. I mean. Some of the people were so afraid to leave that they didn't leave. They they had to stay because they didn't want to, you know, disappoint their family and and their church. And um, you know, that's that's horrible having to. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. No, so... it's it's. Uh, I've watched quite a few documentaries, and um, there was this one uh, young woman who came out. She was uh, late teens, and her parents are like, nope, and they kicked her out for a couple weeks. They said, oh no, you you can come back but we're going to have you go live with your grandmother for a little while. And so they packed her up and what they did was they actually took her to a conversion therapy farm, like a camp farm kind of thing, signed over their parental rights. So they're, you know, the, basically they took over everything on that child and she was, uh, I, uh, what she had to do was wear a map, a backpack and they would put rocks in the backpack and make her stand up to 18 hours at a time facing a wall holding this backpack on her back and up to 40 pounds that she would have to stand there and hold. And, um, she'd go to the church. Uh, she was verbally abused, beaten. Um, there was two boys that, uh, were there as well. So it was her and two other young men and the, the father figure, whoever the father, the guy, the husband, he would tell them to punch the shit out of each other to become real men. You need to beat each other up. And what they didn't obviously want to hit each other and they would never hit each other hard enough. So he would beat them to a pulp. So apparently this is what, uh, what it takes to, um, to become straight. And all I hear there is gay torture and abuse by a bunch of fucking sadists. They hate. So that's, this is what they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and here, here, here's another story. Um, you can look this piece of shit up, uh, he was a uh, <laughs> 31-year-old Brent Giroux, was a youth, youth pastor. And um, he said that he was curing homosexuality by having sex with boys as young as eight. And it would help alleviate their urges. And he prayed over them at the same time. He said ejaculation would get rid of the evil. Um, so he would anally rape them or have them perform things on him. So this is what he did because he said that that will cure them. And can you imagine this freak? Not I'm not trying to get too graphic here, but think about it. This freak sexually assaulting you and 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 praying out loud at the same time? Like how much is that going to mess? I mean, any one of those things is enough. So he was busted and uh he was giving us he was given a, a pedophile. Yeah. Some of these victims came forward. They had enough courage to do so. Brought him to court. And he got a 17-year 
Suspended sentence. He didn't serve. Suspended sentence. Didn't serve one day. That's disgusting. Yeah, and that goes to show you what the value is uh, in um, in youth, uh, in 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 people. It, there's zero value, and of course, a lot of these pastors just move from uh, parish to parish. You know. Um, so then this, where I was talking about this love and action international, it's, um, a gay, uh, conversion therapy move, movement. Boy Erased was, uh, the movie was based on this. Um, and there was a, a guy by the name of John Schmid who, uh, who the main character in the movie, uh, is basically the story is, is about him and what happened and well, not about him, but what this, this, uh, love and action did. And he worked there from he was the head head dude from 1990 to 2008. And, uh, he said it was a shame producing a negative message that was sent to all the boys. And a lot of them was, you know, were, was were that led to like suicides and, you know, PTSD and many other things. Well, he yeah. left it, um, in 2008. And then shortly after that, um, came out and, uh, got married and he's living happily ever after, with his husband and so now he is an advocate against or i don't know if that's the right way of saying it but he fights for rights of of gay people and fights against it um so if that doesn't clearly tell you that when doing this he hated himself and by doing this to those young men he was trying to exercise his own demons yeah so, I mean, it's all well and good that he leaves and after, you know, was it 28 years or 22 years of doing it? And, but what the fuck? You know, like, I, you know, I, I, I have mixed feelings. I want to say, listen, you asshole, like, how, okay, redeem yourself. And he is, I mean, he, he goes all over the place and, and, and fights against conversion therapy and tries to um, bring, you know, counseling and, and uh, assistance to people that have gone through it. But I mean, right. I, it's just absolutely screwed. The one thing he does do is open up uh, dialogue as to what really goes on beyond, behind there. Um, there's another group. Uh, it's called uh, the Blessed Hope Boys Academy in Alabama. Oh, sorry. It's called oh, the God. Blessed Hope Boys Academy for Troubled Youth. And it's in Alabama. And the guy that runs it says that he cures people with a Bible and a belt. It's $21,000 for a two-week stay. And he says, by, you know, you hear the Bible belt. So his joke is, I cure them with a Bible and a belt. So he does hit them and abuse them. And he has no problem doing that. And um, it's it's absolutely disgusting. And um, that place hasn't been shut down. It's, it's still carrying on. So this just gives a couple of examples of what goes on in conversion therapy. And um, no good comes out of it. Uh, just no, no good could ever come out of it. No matter what, there's no way that you could sell that and it would be okay. So, um, and I love how the people that do it and the families that send it, send their children there are feel completely justified in, in doing so, you know, they're so, you know, what do you call it? Uh, they're just, they're, they're righteous indignation. They're just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, they're sick. They got to be cured. The one thing is that in the story, Boy Erased, the mother um, finally said, no, no, this is not right. That she didn't really even know like what was going on there. And finally she had him removed and he said, and she said like, I, I, I can never forgive myself for this. 
And so she has become an advocate uh, for gay youth and to, to stop the conversion therapy. So something did good did come out of that, right? So if you look at that, I mean, that's was pure ignorance. And so she's turned her thinking around. So good can come out in a sense that now you've got a person that turned her her thoughts around but right but it's it's getting to that point you know i think it's um i don't know i think it's a a thing where i mean the sad reality of it is is you know you people who send their kids there or whatever the case may be you know a lot of those people don't get turned around it's they are so stuck in their beliefs i mean maybe not so much now but they'd rather see their children not yeah, be suffer. not not be around their children, yeah, um, or have them go through suffering than just loving them. But now, isn't that in turn brainwashing? Well, yeah, like, absolutely. So, so they they're being brainwashed, and so now they want their children to be brainwashed in a in a different way, but to believe the same thing. And I think at the end of the day, is well, I mean, I think even the parents don't even really care because it's never been about whether their kid's gay or not, it's about, um, I mean, it is in one sense, but it's about their own shame because, well, we're not going to be accepted in our community and we're going to be embarrassed by you and you're going to shame us. So it boils down to their own selfishness. So they may not, you know, they're, they're not okay with someone being gay, but instead of saying, okay, well, I'm not okay with it and I have a problem with it, you know, they say, well, my, my ego comes first my embarrassment comes first. Right, right. And, you know, yeah. you love your kid. You look all the way past that and just say, you know what? Fuck them. But they're not strong enough. They're weak people. You know, they yeah. they yep. and they believe in an, in an ugly god, not a not a loving one. And it's scary because all this leads to more and more hate. And you- it absolutely does. And I mean, you can there's a lot of places right now, I think with this whole, you know, everything that's been going on in the States and stuff, um, there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of horrible videos that I really didn't want to see. And, um, you know, just people getting beaten up and, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know where all this is coming from. If this is, it's, it's you know, just because everybody's... hatred, homophobia, hatred, and usually they're, they hate people of color as well, or they have a problem with people of color, anything that's different outside of of this um you know you know i'm I'm sure that this this happens um among the some communities with people of color as well where they send their children i saw one pastor um who was sent actually away for god over 20 years for what he was doing but there you go so this is a man of color who was abusing uh kids uh and he was sent away for over 22 years. And here's a white pastor, youth pastor, who got 17 years suspended sentence. So as, you know, one, they're both abusive. But, right. but oh, the yeah. one that did worse, so to speak, <clears throat> didn't go away, hmm, happens to be a white guy. <laughs> and the one that did go away, hmm, happens to be a black guy. Well, maybe they should both gone away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, that's it. I mean, you so, know, but are you surprised? No, no, I, I, and, it, and I'm, I wish I, I wish I could be surprised. Still, um, I'm surprised by, by very little. Um, yeah, it's. I, I just saw a video recently where this fucking gigantic man, God, six three, six four, three hundred pounds. There was a uh, rally, small rally, pro Biden. It was a bunch of young adults, and they had a lot of like 
um, signs to support the gay community and stuff like that. And he went nuts on them and just started punching people out. And they had a table with like refreshments and a little boom box or like a little, you know, um, MP3 and speakers. And he took it and he just threw it and he just threw their shit all over the place and went mental because hate. Yeah. And they can justify it. Uh, so, you know, I, I think about growing up, growing up Catholic, there was a part of me that I uh, wish I wasn't the way I was because I knew that my thinking was, I don't like boys, but I, I like girls. Um, it was very innocent, but I knew that I didn't like girls, boys the way that I, that I should. And then I felt some stronger feelings towards girls. But again, it was just such an innocent way of thinking. But I remember beating myself up going and praying like, uh, make me different. I don't want to be this way. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And then as I got older, um, I still struggled with it. And then finally it just, uh, it was just who I was and right. I, I came out, but there was still, and I'm lucky cause I didn't, my family didn't, um, treat me bad. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't get, um, you know, ashamed or anything like that for it. My grandparents. Yeah. But whatever but I didn't really feel any shame or get any shame for it. So I was very fortunate that way, but it was that religious part that was beaten into me that said that I was bad and I was wrong at a very young age. I don't know. What about you? I didn't have um, the, the same thing. And I did, I went to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school, all those things, fun things. Um, you know, I was very lucky. Um, I mean, I came out in high school and uh, I, I, again, um, I only had a, a, like positive reactions. I had one negative reaction, but I, like, that was the thing. It's, it's kind of like what made it so good for me. I don't know. Was it the friends that I had? Was it, you know, uh, just the way my school dealt with everything? Like they didn't, it, they didn't even bat an eye. That's amazing. I... Maybe it's my, maybe it's my age group. Maybe it's because, you know, like I'm, you know, I, I just recently turned 40 and, uh, that's I think so yours was in, it was in the 90s yeah yeah you know and I I mean you were in the city as well I was in a really small town um, exactly. which which makes a, a huge difference but um, huge. there was no way I was coming out in high school there was no bloody way I just no. you know I just wanted to get through high school anyway but I mean I think that in those cases either way we were both very fortunate that we didn't have to deal with like terrible um treatment towards us but uh and I think about my son um in in uh growing up we it's it was it was good I mean it was it was positive there was a couple things I was I would circulate I was circulating him through activities to see what to find what he liked do you want to play baseball do you want to play hockey do you want to I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Try Boy yeah, Scouts because exactly. of the camping and stuff. So we went through a whole bunch of things. And the only negative one we had really was Boy Scouts. I didn't really like it. But I thought, okay, you know what? Guy things that they can do and go camping and stuff like that. But basically, we were shunned by the um, the Boy Scout leaders. And I just thought, I'm not putting him through that. And I, I pulled him out. And he was okay with it. Because, that's terrible. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, yeah. But I mean, that's pretty much the only thing. Um, And I've asked him many times what was it like for you and he said ah oh, there was the odd thing here and there but it was really nothing you know but that thing I remember because he was young and I don't even know if he really um well kids kids feel things so whatever I'm sure of course he, they do. I'm sure he did but um luckily enough though maybe he doesn't remember yeah yeah <clears throat> but I mean his you know? friends his parents friends I mean our our place was the hangout place and I always made sure that 
I knew that his parent that the kids knew where he was. It was like I don't want to be that hangout where parents don't know where their kid is. So, um, you know, so they knew they were over at our place and stuff like that, and they didn't have a problem with it. We got along with everybody, and if they did have a problem with it, they didn't make our lives difficult. You know, they kept it to themselves, exactly. which yeah, is yeah. which is good enough for me anyway. So. So that's the story, basically, not the story, but that's, there's conversion theory, therapy 101 in a nutshell, but uh, it's, it's still going on. Um, it's still legal in, um, you say it's 18 states, it's illegal, but the rest are illegal. It's legal. 18 states, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's terrible. Um, and it's, it's still one of the most difficult things to do is to come out and, um, and there's a lot of suicides, a lot of shunning, a lot of bullying and abuse that the kids go through, uh, not just at school, but within their own families. And uh, exactly. we, we got to make it a, a more comfortable place. Like I've said before, if there's any listeners that uh, are struggling with um, themselves or even with um, uh, a, a young loved one that's going through this, uh, you know, maybe you can drop us a line. I don't want to be giving out, you know, unsolicited uh, advice, but I mean, at least maybe we can help with, um, you know, um, some links as to where they can go to, you know, get uh, help coping with things and stuff like that. So uh, absolutely, I'll, I'll put that out there. And you know, this obviously is a gay positive show. Uh, it does get a little salty <laughs> every now and then. It but, does a little <laughs> bit sometimes. But it can be like, you know, you, you've got gay women that can also go out and do this and put their self out there. And, uh, you know, um, and, and, and people don't care. They, they like us for who we are. So we're very fortunate that way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's that's that. Yeah. And it's uh conversion therapy again. Um, if you guys want do some research just to see, like there's so many, it's insane. And you know, um, I, just you can try watching try those two movies, right? That's yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. And always just try and support, um, your LGBTQ, uh, people and your communities. Um, you know, um, one thing I've learned, uh, and my son, he's, he's a smart guy. I, mean, I think I said this recently. So in terms of teaching our kids or asking people to support people of color rights, um, indigenous people uh, and their treaty rights and um, uh, LGBTQ, um, in order to, for us to be an ally, it ha it's a gift that's given to us. We can't just say, yeah, we're an ally and sit back and watch all the stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And it can be something as simple as you've got someone on Facebook and they're shooting their mouth off and they're, they're racist. You, you just cut them off. You know what I mean? Like by, by removing people and, or letting them know and just saying, no, nah, not good. See ya. No, it's a very small thing. But like I said, it's, it's a gift that's given to us. And if we're called an ally, that's probably one of the most um, amazing gifts that we can be given. Yeah, absolutely. And it's choice. It all comes down to choice. You know? Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're not an ally, just don't be a dick. Keep it to yourself. Uh, try yeah. to be a, a kind human being and, uh, um, everyone. Yeah. And just, you know what? You shoot your mouth off by yourself with your buds drinking beer, male or female, but you know what? Keep it away from your kids and you know what? Keep it to yourself and just, try to try to educate yourself for Christ's sakes. You know, I know that's a, a tall, a tall Put the order. Banjo down and, no, I'm just joking. 
Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> there's just so much insanity going out in the, in the world right now. And you think that this stuff would just go to the back. I, oh, actually I saw this guy. He did a video and his, oh, Erica's showing me a picture of Gracie and her nine nipples. Nine nipples. Well, I think you should get a nine nip, a nine boob bikini for her. I, you have no idea. I, I want a nine nipple bikini for her. <laughs> like if I knew somebody that sewed. Hey, uh. Anybody yeah. want to sew a nine nipple bikini for a chihuahua? I would love that. Oh my God. That um, would be amazing. She needs like little bottoms and then nine nipple bikini <laughs> thing. I'll send you the layout of her nipples. Possibly and, uh, yeah, the layout. Yeah. The template. Yeah. She needs a template. And probably a little, a little, um, hat, you know. She's the most accepting dog in the world. She doesn't care that, uh, oh, her she mommy is gay. Yeah. Do you care? No. Or your friends. Nope. She's, She uh, even has some, like, clothing that is gay positive. She LGBTQ does. She loves positive. wearing her, her little pride tank top. <laughs> so, she, uh, so there was a muscle shirt. There so. was this guy that, <laughs> muscle shirt. So there was this, uh, I was watching this video of this guy and he says he doesn't want to see, uh, transgender people suffer anymore. I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Awesome. Yeah. And then he says, cause you know, it's a, it's a mental disorder, you know, it's gender dysmorphia. And well, I mean, it's the only disease in the world where we let people walk around, uh, suffering and we don't do anything to help them. And I'm like, okay. Oh God. Who? Okay. Are you a psychiatrist? Uh -oh. Here she goes. Are you a psychiatrist? Because he's like, it's in the DSM. And I'm like, okay. So can you even interpret? Can you even fucking interpret that book? Do you understand the big words? Do you now? And oh, now you can diagnose people. How about we have body dysmorphia and gender dysmorphia that may be completely different from being transgender? Right, yeah. Okay. And, oh, wait a minute. Homosexuality was used to be a mental disorder. So we're talking about the evolution of of mental disorders. So wow, let's talk about the fact... the world right now is a mental disorder. Exactly. So for you to walk around and say, oh, those poor people are suffering. We shouldn't allow it. But I'm not against them. What? what do you exactly. You're not like against I... them. Yeah. You just said it's a mental illness. How about it's a choice and it's not even, it's a choice in, in a sense to follow how you feel. It's not a choice to how, as to how you feel. Right. If you feel the opposite or, or both, that's just how you feel. And then the choice part is if you decide to exercise that and, you know, say, okay, I'm going to be me, but it's not a fucking mental illness. No, it's not. And ah. that's the sad part. Um, you know, if that's how he can wrap his head around his feelings, that's probably what it is. Yeah. I can, I can maybe not hate as much if I can say that it's a problem. It's a, it's a, it's a disease. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's still so much of this ignorance going around, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where we're at now. Okay. A couple things here. Shit. There was questions that we didn't answer a little while back because we ran out of time and it's been a while since we've been able to record properly. So let's see if we can answer them quickly. I'm down. One is from Taryn. 
She wants hey, to say, Taryn. "Hey, Taryn." Taryn. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's her last name. By yeah. The way. <laughs> yeah. She said she wants to know the far and most bizarre, uh, our our favorite and most bizarre cases that we've ever had. Karen. Yeah. Okay. That's for you. Uh, and. Hmm. Like bizarre cases, as in what? Like that that have been researched. No, that... I think that we had in our own career. I can tell a couple kind of funny ones that okay, that yeah, people might might yeah. might think are are that. Um, um, I don't know if it's bizarre, but maybe it is, and maybe to some people. I had this little old lady that, um, and we're talking like in her eighties, that uh, flipped her foot on a curb. I mean, we've all done that before, right? It hurts like shit. Only her she broke it and it was facing the opposite direction so her heel was where her toe should be and her toes are where her heel should be right so it was pretty bad and um so i had to start an iv on her and she was so fucking mad at me she's like it hurts and i'm like your foot's backwards and she's like it hurts and she smacked me across the face you deserved it all right so she's got I mean, a backwards foot that's broken and shattered and she's pissed at the IV and slugged me. So that was, that was, um, did she break her hand off your <laughs> muscular body? My, my manly jaw. <laughs> your what? Do you like how deep my voice can get? I love how deep your voice can get. My manly, my manly jaw. I strike a handsome figure. Let me see how deep my voice can get. Oh, you can get, I don't deep. think I can get pretty deep. You can get deeper than me. I think. Man deep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that was uh, kind of a fun one. You know, we I, I think she, I don't know if she was in shock or she just was pissed. But, you know, she got sorted out. She was okay. Erica, you have one? Um, um, I was, oh, God. Um, this was at the very beginning, I guess, of my career. Um. There was a motorcycle accident. Two motorcyclists got into an accident, and uh, which is weird, which is rare for is two it? motorcyclists to get in it. Well, uh, uh, with each other. I never thought of it that way. I guess. Yeah, because yeah, they're smaller vehicles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, they got so pissed, and uh, they ended up um, like we were on scene, and you can't kind of like you can't go to the people unless it's because if it's it's deemed dangerous you have to wait for the police to deal with it and then you go like glass so gas and all that stuff right yeah and everything um so these guys started to fight and they were already like injured but they're like laying like kind of sitting laying like like fighting each other like slapping each other and then the police gets involved and police are in there trying to separate them and they're like slapping at the police but the police have to be careful because of the injuries and like just so fucking stupid. <laughs> so they're kind of like half out of it, doing like girly yeah, slaps at like each other. Fucking like 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 this, like fucking, and we're howling, like which is horrible because. Oh. Well, I like, mean, it's ridiculous. Come on. I had this guy that um, I was in the trauma room. He was I don't know if I told this one before, but just in case uh, I did or didn't, I'll do it quick. Um, he was. He was found drunk. He was brought into trauma. He was intubated. You know, sometimes we intubate him for a couple hours till they can breathe on their own. Um, we extubated him, but he was in restraints because as he was coming out of it, he was very combative. Then we took him out of restraints to keep him in as little as possible. 
And then he's like, I want to leave. And we're like, no, you can't leave. And, uh, and he, so he took off out the doors and ran into a, a, a door and gave himself a concussion. It was ended up back in the trial room. <laughs> like, I don't understand people sometimes. <laughs> like what is going through your head? So I don't know if those are bizarre cases, but you know, they, they stand out for sure. I mean, just absolutely they, ridiculous. I would say they're bizarre. Like, um, you know, there's been some bizarre ones that I, I don't know. I mean, know. foreign bodies are always the, the best. Always. Like I, like I've talked about that one before the grape juice in the eye. Yeah. That was bizarre. Yeah. yeah um, so I, I saw there was, I, when I, when I worked at the kids hospital, um, kid brothers and sisters will do really insane things to each other yeah like one kid lost his tooth and shoved it up his sister's nose <laughs> that's cool and then the parents were like man she smells bad like what is up with her so i guess it had been up there for a while brought her in and she had her brother's tooth shoved up her nose and it was infected i can't even imagine the smell from that oh the yeah. smell was like i yeah it's hard to explain it was just like the worst the absolute worst um, I had another kid who decided to see how much Play-Doh he could stick in his brother's ears. And I mean, he was putting his back into it when he was. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, so kids, I think some do some of the best stuff to each other. Um, you know, you can laugh at it because honestly, you just sort of help sedate the kid and, you know, uh, and they're not badly injured. No, I like mean, it's like a twilight like... sedation, give them something to little to chill. And then they just sort of take it out, do an x-ray, make and sure the it's stuff clear. stuff comes out of their mouths when they're in that twilight oh, sedation. Oh my God. Absolutely hilarious. I had, there was this one little seven year old that once looked at the nurse and he's like, you're sexy, dead sexy. And he's like seven, but I mean, he has no idea what he's saying. So he doesn't even know what sexy means. No, exactly. So those are those are a, a couple of, of stories there. We're gonna have to come up with a few more. Um, maybe we can put those on Patreon. Um, yes. So now we've got uh, Michelle Richie's asking about supernatural stories. Now I don't know if you guys know I was on a episode of Haunted Hospitals, and I've since watched it a couple times, and I'm like I don't want anybody to watch this. It's embarrassing. Like, I just feel... No, I it's not. Oh, my God. I look at it and I'm like, Ugh. The other thing is, they really um, exaggerated the story. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, I think that's what these shows do. Is, so, is that's... yeah. By the time, they embellished a lot. And, you know, first of all, I didn't scream. They had me screaming. Was it like this? Uh... No, it was like... <laughs> like screaming screaming hysterically and i'm like i don't i don't do that that's that's not how i roll like, when did i scream did i scream i know so they had me here i am I'm supposed to be a calm cool collected er nurse and i'm screaming like a freaking maniac so that didn't happen um no, didn't it and it was <laughs> nowhere near as demonic and dark as they made it but um so yeah i had a story it was basically um a what well, you can watch it i think it's on the travel channel or travel and escape or something i don't know tlc um first season fifth episode not that i remember <laughs> but basically there was these these rooms these two rooms that were uh, in the back of the er that um when a child passed we would um uh we would often have the child's uh, yep. body put back there so the family could spend some time with them and so that was used quite quite often and um so there are times where we would be back in that area it was in an observation area It'd be really quiet especially at nighttime and um well only sometimes but when it was quiet we'd get cold breezes that would go by and um the curtains would flutter um uh you'd hear 
you know, little kind of little kid giggling or sort of like talking noises like like that. Um, I don't like it. Yeah. And the one room had a door at the like at the door that you walked into, but it had a door at the back of the room as well. And when you looked in through the glass, it was just black. So we have no idea what the room behind the room was. So that was kind of creepy. Um, and rarely would we get a chance to lie down um, uh, and, you know, uh, take a rest. But I, I had like a 20 minute and I'm like, I got to close my eyes. I went back there, closed my eyes, and I felt someone sit on the bed next to me. And the room was super cold. And I, I was so tired that I didn't even take my stethoscope off or like, you know, the metal things like my scissors, pen, um, all that kind of stuff were in my pocket and they were freezing cold. Like when I, when I took them out, they were like, you know, when something's really cold and you touch it and it gets frosty, you know what I mean? They were like that and there was no reason for it. And then I, I just felt the presence of a young, of a young girl. Um, and that's, you know, I booted it out of there. I came running out. Like I didn't scream. But I came running out of the room and I'm like, haunted room, girl. Uh, and most people laughed at me. And then when all the laughing was done, it was like, you know what? Um, yeah, I've had this experience. I've had that experience and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, most hospitals, I think, are haunted um, in one way or another. Um, there was also, um, so there's this underground tunnel that connects two hospitals to this hospital to another hospital. And we would often ship people back and forth. And there's an elevator there that would open and close and take you to the floor that you were going to. So that's creepy. Yeah. So this was in a sub basement and actually it was a basement under the, so a sub sub basement. So I'm down there and uh, the elevator opens, like I'm going to wait for it. It opens and I had to go say to the main would go hit the, would turn red and it would open up there. And I'm like, what? And a lot of people said that would happen to them. And that is freaky. So it was almost like an elevator concierge person was like sort of like helping us get around. So yeah, and you'd hear walking up and down the this huge long corridor. Um, and the lights were like flicker flicker lights. It was just like it set you up for that whole um, creepy experience. But uh, yeah, so now were you also on a um, episode of Haunted Whitby? No. I don't oh. think so. Was I? Um, it looks like you were. Really? Um, when I was um, looking some stuff up, it says, uh, join us uh, in Karen Wickham, host of Stat Podcast, as we look at several locations in Whitby, Ontario. Oh, yeah, I was on... Ha- oh, have- yes, I was on um, um, History Goes Bump, but that's a, yes. that's a podcast. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm going to have to... And Hillbilly Horror Stories. I was on that a couple I'm trying times. To, I'm actually, right now, I'm, I'm trying to find um, your episode, and I'm having a really fucking tough time here. Because <laughs> it's probably, like, hidden in their li- in their archives. But uh, anyway, those are my stories. I don't know, Eric, because you, you worked out in the, the community mostly. Did you have anything? Not really, um, to be honest. Um, I wish I did, though, to be... like You know, you kind of hope for that kind of thing but uh well eric and i do ghost hunting together so our paranormal we re- do. Uh, research together it's been a while but you know uh because pandemic right but we i could always get back into it but well i i think that uh, when things settle down that uh we need to get back into it because it's just fun uh, if it's anything it's like your own live horror movie where you oh, freak absolutely. each other out right yeah 
Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think that's uh, kind of that's it for today's show. Um, and uh, hopefully Eric and I can do this at least once a month. Um, you know, because yeah, things are are, are getting worse and because um, COVID. Because COVID and flu season and uh, kids not being able to get vaccinated, so like like stick to the schedules and then of course you've got your anti-vaxxer mothers and fathers and uh, you know we're, we're going into like a cesspool of of bugs and we and this is everywhere and we all need to you know we're going indoors um all that kind of stuff so i mean if people have become complacent Yes. Like when it was April, May, and these numbers were really going up, everybody was freaking out. Well, we should still be freaking out because, um, you know, in the sense that if not freaking out, wear your mask, wash your hands, pretty simple, um, yeah. and try to, you know, keep your, your bubble closed and, um, and just, you know what, do only what you need to do out in the public. It sucks shit, yes, but um, cozying up and... Watching a movie, if you're if you're if you're well, it's better than being unwell. So, especially your family members. So, keep up the good work, guys, because I know um, our listeners definitely are the ones that are doing what's right. And um, absolutely. So this has been more of a serious episode. So let's make the next one super silly. Sorry. Yeah, super stupid. Okay, we're just going to be absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. um and uh, yes, but we I think this is a subject that needed to be talked about. It did. I I couldn't agree more. But I'm excited for stupid because for some reason I like it. <laughs> Me too. Stupid stupid is a stupid does, right? Stupid is a stupid does. <laughs> okay, Erka, I'm gonna say Karen. See ya. See ya. Oh, I'm, and I'm trying to get in touch with Anne Murray's agent so we can have her on the show. Great, that would be great. You let me know when that happens. Okay. <laughs> So thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll, Thanks, guys. we'll come back at you. The next episode will be guaranteed absolutely over the top ridiculous. Cannot wait. Okay. Remember to be kind, rewind and clean up after your pets. Spay and neuter your pets, not your spouses. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Sorry, Sorry Mary. <laughs> Take care of yourself and one another and love yourself. Peace. Love yourself. Peace. All right. True crime and it gets none realer. Sometimes it'll be the cure that'll kill you. Gotta watch out. Yeah, you gotta watch your back. Cause you don't want to be another episode on stat. Thank you for tuning in. Learn a thing or two. These medical mysteries can be unbelievable. Yeah. Subscribe. Make sure you do that. So you'll be tuned in and be ready for the next show. Stat.